You're listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. I'm Jennifer Perry here with John Hicks. If you have a question for us, there are a couple of easy ways to reach out. Just go online to retirementsolutionradio.com or hit us up on Facebook with your questions for John. Do a search there for the Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Each week, we spend hours, you know, doing show prep, John. And so I, I comb all the financial websites out there. We look for different fun things to talk about. But increasingly, you know, I'm finding articles that say, if you want to be a millionaire by retirement, do this. Sure. Five steps to becoming the next millionaire. Uh, it seems like a lot of us are still fixated on becoming millionaires. And while some of these articles might be helpful for some of our younger listeners out there, you work with a lot of people who've reached that millionaire status or perhaps even multi-millionaire status over the years. Instead of relying on one of these lists, I'd love to know real life stories, how these people do it. You know, I think that that's probably uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years. And and believe it or not, guys, you know, there are unbelievable amounts of multimillionaires out there these days that had jobs where you would think there's no way there is no way in the world that that person is ever going to amass millions not just one million but two or three or four million dollars over time but amazingly jennifer regardless of any of these folks occupations and i'm talking anywhere from you know most people think doctors and lawyers and small business owners but there are so many people that basically just did the right thing by spending less than they earn, mm-hmm. putting money away over time, and just allowing the markets to do their thing, not taking more risk than necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many people are and how many of those articles like you're talking about, how to become the next millionaire. <laughs> and they're talking about cryptocurrency, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of millionaires that may be thousandaires now uh, <laughs> simply because they invested too much money in the wrong cryptocurrency, right. Shiba coin or doggy coin. Or Donkey Kong coin. I don't even know <laughs> what these sex. things are. I have no idea what these stupid things are. Uh, but there's a lot of ways to lose your money. Uh, one of the great ways to to make it grow over time is to methodically put it away. Do not take any more risk than you're comfortable with. Now, why do I say that? And I'm going to do a a short break here to explain this. This is so important because this is what almost every single person I've talked to has said. What they said was is that invariably there were points in their careers when they made really poor decisions and pulled money off the table at almost exactly the wrong time. Hmm. We're only lucky to get back in to then catch the next wave so that they could become millionaires. Seriously. There are so many people who said, oh my gosh, John, I almost screwed it all up. I almost got out at the wrong time and I would have stayed out mm-hmm. had it not been for this or had been for that or whatever the, the cause was. But what this tells me is that people have too much risk in their portfolios. They're going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time because that emotion That beast of emotion reaches in and makes us do something dumb. So if we have the right amount of risk and we can stay invested for the long run, that gives us an opportunity to amass a tremendous amount of money, whether it be a million or two million or whatever it is. Uh, That's the whole point. You have to understand that there are strategies out there that are very different from one to another. We always have to understand that because most people that don't hit their goals in the long run, Jennifer, mm-hmm. they just had the wrong strategy. Yeah. 
There are all kinds of ways that you can earn a very attractive rate of return and certainly beat inflation in the long run with very limited risk or very much lower risk than just investing in the stock market, quote unquote. But we just have to understand what are those needs for any of us? Because what I always say is there's a thousand ways to get rich, but there's almost 10,000 ways to go poor. Right. <laughs> so what we have to understand is, especially if we've saved that money, then the point is, okay, how much risk do we really need to have? And how can we just make certain that at that point in time, we don't let it all go down the drain because we did the wrong thing at the wrong time? Right. Now, John, if you haven't reached that millionaire status yet, does that mean you should put off retirement necessarily? Not at all. Amazingly enough, being a millionaire today is quite a bit different than it was back in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be very real. Someone that has saved a million dollars, depending on their investment strategy, they may only be able to pull out thirty to $35,000 a year from those savings in order to live off of. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's not very good at all, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is because there are other strategies out there where that same million dollars, someone could pull out twice that amount or between sixty dollars to $70,000 of annual income oh, wow. from that amount that they saved. Huh. So if someone hasn't saved a million bucks or 800000 whatever that number is, the question is, what do you need to accomplish? How much income do you need on a monthly or annual basis so that, number one, you can pay all the bills? That's the first then we got to make sure that we're setting some aside in case inflation keeps going up like it does, right? Mm-hmm. And then we want to make sure we got some fun money in there. I don't care. You, you can't call it a retirement to me if you're down in a refrigerator box by the river. Now, <laughs> right. you might like that beautiful, scenic view of that landscape of the riverbank. <laughs> but I promise you, there's better ways to do it. So you got to make sure you got some fun money in there. So when you're looking at those things, that then will dictate the strategies you need to hit your goals. But Jennifer, I've seen people that have only saved $400,000 and they can live off of the same amount of income as someone that saved a million. And the only difference is what is their withdrawal strategy? How are they going to harvest that money they've saved? And that can make all the difference in the world. Now, John, uh, some of our listeners, actually, this doesn't happen maybe quite as often, but sometimes they reach millionaire status by something like a sudden windfall, an inheritance, uh, maybe selling off a big piece of real estate, a big company bonus or stock options, that kind of thing. How do you approach those situations when maybe somebody comes into a large lump sum of money at one time? Is that uh, is that a little trickier? Sometimes it actually can be a lot trickier. I can't remember who wrote it. It may have been uh, Biggie Smalls, uh, but I think that there was a song called Mo Money, Mo Mo Problems, Problems, (laughs) if I remember that right. No, but it was interesting. I think it was just this past week. I was listening to Tony Cruz in the morning, and Tony talked about in a place uh, down in Tennessee where his parents live now, he talked about that someone had won the lottery, like $50 million or something crazy like that. And they ended up going bankrupt within three or four years. They had built this huge house, you know, had all these people working for them. They had all these cars and stuff. And amazingly enough, even though they won a huge amount of money, they ended up going bankrupt within a three or four year period. And Tony was talking about, you know, there's no way in the world that that should ever happen. And I agree. But guys, it, it happens, unfortunately, a lot more often than we'd think. And that's because it's not really more money, more problems. It's just because sometimes when we've saved that three or four or 500,000 bucks, if that's what we've saved, or we've saved three or four million dollars, we know how hard it was to do that. Mm-hmm. It was not easy. It did not take five minutes to do that. Often it took us 20, 30, 40 years, maybe longer to 
to achieve that result. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't resonate how difficult that is to acquire. And I have seen it happen where someone says, well, John, I'm going to take this lump sum, uh, this settlement uh, from uh, my, my parents' estate, and I'm going to just take this amount and I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to pay off the house or I'm going to buy this big uh, yacht. I j actually had a gentleman that actually said that. I'm going to pay $600,000 and I'm going to buy this boat. Oh, wow. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Uh -huh. I was like, but the thing that I know is that when you own a boat, it's one thing to pay for the boat, but then there's a whole bunch of other maintenance costs that goes into that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the whole idea was if this gentleman never had that 600 grand if instead he had to work for it he probably would have still gotten a boat yeah. but it wouldn't have been 600,000 maybe it would have been 45,000 or 50,000 which he then understood what it cost to maintain unfortunately long story short the guy had to sell the boat after about five or six years ah. because it absolutely ate him up with costs and unfortunately what did he get out of that $600,000 boat I have no idea, but he wouldn't tell me. He was very sad. He was very sad <laughs> about that telling. decision he made. <laughs> and so often what happens is when we end up having this big pile of money, it really does require a different understanding. It's not that we need financial help. Sometimes we need emotional help. Or right. We need a mental help to help us go through those, those decisions because they're very different. You know, I think that one thing that I've always said, Jennifer, is that if someone ever wins the lottery, I think immediately they ought to meet with a mental counselor you know, or an emotional counselor. Right. Yes. I, don't even, I mean, I think that most people should get a financial person as well, but let's just keep my personal interests out of this. <laughs> and I think they need someone with their mental health because yeah. sometimes we make just really poor decisions because... It's that euphoria, right? Mm -hmm. We just won big time and we want to utilize it, but we don't understand how that works. So if someone does have an opportunity where they can sell a business, and this happens to me often, someone says, John, I'm going to sell the business out. You know, when it's all said and done, I might pocket about $3 million. I need this to last me for a long time. And I do want to do this and this and this for the, for my heirs. How do we do that? And often we have to get estate planning attorneys involved at the same time mm. because sometimes there's insurance involved. Sometimes we have to understand how the tax situation is going to work out. Right. There may be divestitures of C-Corps or S-Corps or, or even LLCs. Sometimes it makes sense to start a family limited liability company or family limited corporation. And all of these things have completely different outcomes depending on the need of the person. And these are often things that people don't even think about. We're not even aware of them until that happens. Mm -hmm. So if you do have those opportunities or you're aware of someone that has ever thought, man, I'm going to sell this business or I'm going to sell my parents' estate or man, I did just win that scratch off lottery ticket and I do have 3 million bucks. What I would always suggest, please and foremost, have someone that you can talk to that you're confident in their abilities to just talk it out loud so that you can get a check on your mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And then I do think it's wise to talk to a fiduciary based advisor, be a tax attorney or a financial planner that specifically is fiduciary only so that you can get that game plan lined out. Just like Tony Cruz said, I in my right mind cannot find any way that someone that has multi-millions of dollars should ever go poor. Right. Unfortunately, we hear about it all the time. Thanks for listening. Want more from John? Find us online at retirementsolutionradio.com. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. 
To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. J. Hagen Capital is a registered investment advisor. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Incorporated is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance products and annuities offered through John Hicks. Kentucky Insurance License Number 99827.